Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Join Tyler and his team as they unlock the secrets to achieving financial independence through wealth building strategies inspired by Robert Kiyosaki and other thought provoking leaders. Learn to build leveraged streams of cash flow that land in your pocket and improve your quality of life. Gain access to cutting edge ideas that will increase your productivity and streamline your success. Find out how to supercharge your retirement plan so you won't have to retire with a pay cut. You can escape the rat race. Are you ready? It's time to learn to earn with Tyler Chef. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We have arrived at another episode of the Cashflow Guys podcast. My name is Tyler Chef, and I am your host, and we are here at episode 35. And as usual, I got some great information for you guys this, this week. We're going to learn about a new exit strategy, a new means of, on getting cash flow, a new way to learn to earn. I've got a special guest coming I'm going to introduce here in just a second. But before we get started with that, it's a little bit of housekeeping. Again, if you want to reach out to us on Facebook, get, become part of our community, the Cashflow Guys community. You go to cashflowguys.com forward slash group, cashflowguys.com forward slash group. That takes you right over to our Facebook group. And if you want to register to get on our newsletter, stuff that's coming up, we've got a lot of good stuff coming up, uh, more education stuff on the website, more videos, all kinds of different things uh, in store for you. If you want to take part in that and know the minute that it comes available, go to cashflowguys.com forward slash register. That'll get you on my mailing list. That's the list you want to be on. I've got other lists I don't think you want to be on. But speaking of those lists, one of my favorite people in the entire state of California I've got right here with us Paige Panzarella. Paige, are you on the? Are you on? I am, Tyler. It's such a pleasure to be here today. Thanks so much. I, I'm glad I finally tracked you down. You're 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 the one person that's actually busier than I am, and and I just want to tell you, folks. You know, I <laughs> I work real hard building building a team, and I met Paige a couple of years back, and we were in the same process of education, and realized that we really had a ton in common. And she is truly a powerhouse. We partnered up on a. Uh, where we buy non-performing notes, which we'll talk about in a second. But I want—I brought her on the show because I wanted to announce, you know, we got cash flow guys, we got cash flow gals, that's Jill, and now we've got cash flow chick. And Paige <laughs> just took over cashflowchick.com. That's coming soon, that's correct? Yes, it is. Okay, we own it so nobody can snake it from us, right? Absolutely. And you're gonna we're going to use basically cash flow chick is going to, dominate let's talk about cash flow check for a second that's a great way to start what Perfect. is cash flow check cash flow check is my profession in real estate um i have been in real estate for over 20 years um i've done just a little bit of everything and a lot bit of some things i've been a landlord i've been a contractor builder i've had 36 employees uh in in real estate development I've done tax deeds, tax liens. I've been a wholesaler, a fix and flipper. I could go on and on, Tyler. But, you know, the reality is I'm not afraid of hard work, but I really prefer to work smart. Amen. And that's what non-performing notes has brought for me. Amen. And now to you. Yeah, exactly. Because, well, I want to back up on how this got started. So Paige and I went to have gone to a lot of different real estate training venues together. We've met each other through those things. I met her out in California a couple a while ago and 
you know, we started talking and realized we got so much in common. We're both grinders. We, you know, we get out there, we, we take action, we get it done. We're, we're not sitting on the couch. We're throwing the couch out the window. And absolutely, Paige, you know, you've got all the the energy, the power. I mean, you just you got there crushing it. And you know, you were one of the, you owned the company. You were the general contractor at one point, weren't you? Yes, I was. And guys, I got to tell you, when I'm working through my some of my construction projects here, and that when I first acquired the properties in Memphis, Paige was instrumental in helping me get through some of those challenges, giving me the advice. And in some guys, some cases, Paige, I think you were talking me off the ledge a few times when I was thinking, oh, my God, what, is it, what did I get myself into? <laughs> it's easy to get on that ledge, isn't it, Tyler? <laughs> it sure is. It sure is. But it's not always easy to get off. Yeah. And, of course, I've, been, I'm, I've done kind of the same thing with you. As I've, I've, I'm like, Paige, I know you like flipping million-dollar houses, but really it's, it's beneath you. You've, you've moved past that now. And <laughs> you, oh, my goodness. Thank you. You're at a better place. So we're going to back off of the ledge, and, and, and we're going to focus on what you're really good at, and that's building a team to do these notes. So let's dive right into that, and let's talk about non-performing notes. This is something that a couple of years ago I didn't have any idea what that meant. You were instrumental in helping me get that figured out, and now we're building this team together, and we're out there kicking it taking names. I'm digging it. So let's get into what are non-performing notes. Absolutely. That's a great question. Well, when you buy a house as, as your primary residence, you sign a mortgage or you sign a deed of trust, depending upon the state that you live in. And that's your promise to pay. Of course, you have to promise to pay the bank back. And what guarantees that promise to pay is the actual house that you live in. So that's called a note. When it becomes non-performing is when you stop paying on that note. Ah, so 2008? Yes, definitely 2008. There was a lot of that in 2008 and also in 2010. And believe it or not, Tyler, there's still some of that going on today. Well, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it one bit. <laughs> there's a lot of it going on today. You know, people have fallen on some hard times, and, and that's, not to say that they're bad people, it's just things happen, life happens, and uh, they get behind. And, you know, it's really a great opportunity for us as real estate investors to fuse kind of two passions, and that's one, to go into real estate and make a profit, but more than that, to help people um, and, and make a profit at the same time. Awesome. And let's get into, I want to talk about that for a second is, you know, investors, we, we kind of sometimes get a bad name. People think we're just yeah. there to steal houses. Sure. And I want to talk about, uh, and I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I want to talk about one of the exit strategies where we get to help people stay in their house. That's what I yeah. find cool. I mean, granted, the profit's even cooler, but I want to talk about that, the giving back part, because that was really what initially intrigued me to this whole program and got me on board. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, not to dive too deeply into it, but we as note investors are able to purchase these notes and these, this debt, in essence, um, that is attached to a house at a discount. Now, a lot of people paid for their home in 2005 to 2007, and the prices and the current market value at that time was significantly higher than it is today. And then they had life happen, and they lost a job, or they got a divorce, or they had a medical problem, and they couldn't pay on their mortgage for a couple of years. Now, perhaps, they're in a position where they can start paying, but because there's so much that they in arrearage that they haven't been able to pay, they're too far behind to get caught up. And the big banks don't really care. 
So we are in a really great position if we buy a note at a discount that gives us a cushion to be able to work with these people and keep them in their home and get their interest rate down to a manageable level, get their mortgage payment down to a manageable, a manageable level, and get their home price and the balance of their home on their mortgage down to a manageable level. So if they spent $100,000 in 2005 and their home is currently only worth $80,000, we are actually able to help them maintain their home and bring that balance down to $80,000. And believe it or not, we make a nice, healthy profit doing that. That's, the, that's what's really cool about it. Now, for those of you that don't know, Jill and I lost a house to foreclosure back in, uh, I think it was in 2010, we lost our house to, to foreclosure. And that mm-hmm. exact case, now we were, we got into an adjustable rate loan, didn't know any better at the time. I probably should have known better, but I wasn't paying attention. Long story short, sure. I don't blame anybody else but ourselves. Uh, but we got in a position to where we just could not get any help from the bank. And we weren't really mm-hmm. looking for help so much as they just wouldn't, they wouldn't accept payments. We were getting the, they, there was like a brick wall. They wouldn't, if you can't send us all of the money, we weren't even thinking about doing a, uh, a workout, a modification. They kept turning down the modification requests over, yep. yeah, one time it was paperwork and then it was this and it was that and, and all these different excuses. They made it so difficult to try to get a, a modification and finally got to the point. It's like, well, we're the only ones working to, to try to solve this problem here. I mean, at the end of the day, fine, take the house. And, and you know, the, we were big time upside down and admittedly, sure. we're not, it's not something we're proud of, but we're very transparent people. And unfortunately, like you said, bad things happen to good people. We like to think we're Absolutely. good people, but it happened to us. And I wish that a service like this was around back then that could have helped us uh, solve this problem. But then again, it's not something that I as the homeowner really could have done much. I mean, really, because you're, you're, we're, we're buying them directly from the banks and from the asset managers, correct? That's correct. Now, I know that people are thinking right now is they're thinking non-performing. That means that they're not, you just said that they're not paying the bill. They're not, they're, the homeowner's <laughs> not paying. Why in the hell would I buy a bad note? That sounds <laughs> risky. Well, it it does sound risky, but believe it or not, Tyler, it isn't. Um, the the first, well, let me back up a little bit. I should say, in any real estate investing, there's always a, a, a level of risk. Um, there's no such thing as a bad note. There is such a thing as bad due diligence and a bad purchase price for a note. So I really need to stress here that due diligence when we're buying these is a key factor. Um, and we could have a whole show on that at a later time, but, but it's a key factor when you go into note investing. I, I strongly encourage people that, yes, this is oh, – That's just critical. <laughs> yeah, I know because I know exactly what you're thinking because there's just so much involved in this. There's so much back there that it's like <sighs> – you can get you can really get crushed in this business if you're not taking the time Absolutely. to do the proper due diligence. And folks, let me tell you, when Paige first approached me about this well over a year ago, I looked at her like she had three heads. I'm like, wait, you want me to buy notes that people aren't paying on? I don't see the benefit yeah. in that whatsoever. And you're like, but it's really profitable and we're helping people. I'm like, yeah, but I, I'm I'm not a charity. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm not paying somebody's <laughs> mortgage for them. I mean, you got to really sure. But then when you went through the process of the due diligence and showed me exactly how well, number one, I was glad I wasn't doing that part of the work, but how detailed 
that the team that we've built does this due diligence, that's really the make or break. It it absolutely is. Like anything, um, if you buy badly, you can get hurt. And that's the key is to make sure that you do your due diligence in anything that you're going to invest in um, so that you're aware of all the potential uh, problems, pitfalls, or and, and you minimize any surprises, and that's how you prevent getting hurt. And we really hound and, and harp on, on our due diligence, and our team does an extraordinary amount of, uh, amount of due diligence uh, before we even purchase the note. And to get back, sorry, Tyler, to get back to your original question, um, why would I buy a non-performing note? The simple answer is this. It gives us about five to ten different options in terms of exit strategy and profitability for us. Um, We are dealing with people that are in distress often, and we don't know until we purchase the note um, what avenue they want to take. And so that allows us to be able to, to have five or six different plan A, B, C, or D depending upon the borrower. And that's why non-performing notes are so exciting and so lucrative because we make money at every stage. Yeah, we, it's, it's a, well, for us, it's, we've kind of got it to the, I hate to say this, I should find some wood to knock on, but we're almost <laughs> at a, almost can't lose. <laughs> almost. Almost. Thank you. That, <laughs> that's definitely the operative word. You can, again, if you don't do your due diligence and if you buy badly, if you overpay for a note, like if you overpay for a house, you can get hurt. Absolutely. Now, one of the steps that you know I see, because I, I thought about the whole note thing a while back, and I've been to, in our, in our market here, we've got Pete Fortunato, who's a, just a genius on, on paper and mm-hmm. using paper to acquire assets and whatnot. And, and, and he talked briefly about this in his course. Actually, yeah, I think it was pretty briefly talked about the non-performing, not something that he normally gets in, but what I found fascinating is the the level of due diligence that yes. that we do versus, because I've taken the, the note buying courses online and I've, t- I've looked at these different things and different products and I haven't seen anything that, that really teaches you to the level that our due diligence process that we've built does. It's kind of mind-blowing and I think that's cool how you guys have you know, built that. And, um, I know there've been a lot of back and forth and whatnot, but folks, listeners, I can't begin to tell you enough how important this piece is. Paige, correct me if I'm wrong. Is there anything more important than the due diligence? Really? There isn't, there isn't. You absolutely must do a a stellar job with your due diligence and, and that way you mitigate against your risk. And then you can rest easy when you know, uh, that you've gone through all of the process and all of the steps and you are successful coming out the other end when you've made your purchase because you are really going to be in, in the, the catbird seat, so to speak, um, with, you know, smiling all the way to the bank. Well, what I find interesting is uh, these note buying sites, it's very easy. Anybody, any of our listeners right now can go on their cell phone and buy a note true. In, in about 10 minutes. Very and true. How does that, I mean... I don't know how to how to word this politically correct, but I've never known been known for being politically correct. But how in the hell can they not be held accountable for? The, there's no due diligence in there at all. They, they're just buying off the shelf. They have no idea what the heck they're buying. This is very true. This is very true, and it does 
scare me a little bit when I hear about people that want to go ahead and, and get involved in note investing and don't educate themselves and don't know the proper steps of due diligence to do. Um, you can do that. I strongly urge you not to. Um, find yourself a mentor. Contact Tyler. Contact myself. Um, my door and my phone is always open. Um, I'm more than happy to sit down and discuss that with you because it, it is such an important piece and it's such an important factor in your success. And, and that's really why we're here, Tyler, and why we're having this discussion today is, is um, to help people be successful in their real estate endeavors. Now, we talked about moving forward, and we're going to have some more episodes on this because this is, this is a kind of an overview episode, and we're going to see coming up, we're going to have some episodes. We're going to break this down in, into pieces little bite-sized nuggets so everybody understands. And again, and Paige, you know very well, and as do the listeners, that our, our purpose here is to keep our listeners making money, to keep them Absolutely. profitable. You know, if you if you give to the marketplace, the market will give back to you, the marketplace will give back to you. I truly believe that. It still rings true today. Yep. And I think it's awesome that we have the ability to do that. And, and granted, what's cool about the, the, there's a lot cool about these notes. I mean, they're obviously extremely profitable and we've, in some cases, more than doubled our money, and that's been awesome. There is risk, but the due diligence piece, I mean, it, it, we've spent well, a couple of years now building the due diligence team. Correct. Is it not true that you just can't simply go out there and buy something off the shelf? That's just never going to be a, a, a safe solution. Is that true? I, I would wholeheartedly agree with that statement, Tyler. It, it's just not safe to go out and just buy something off the shelf without knowing. Has the, have you ever seen a website where that's available, where they've already supposedly done the due deal? I haven't. I've been looking lately, and I haven't seen anything like what we're doing. And it, it, it I, I, I guess people are just randomly taking their chances, you know, throwing, yes. throwing their money out there and seeing if if something bites. If something bites, there there are several websites that are out there that don't necessarily claim to have the due diligence piece, um, but they are available. They're called one-offs, where you can buy just one note at a time, um, and they pretty much won't give you a, a ton of information. And even if you have that information, you don't know what to, if you don't know what to do with it, you can get hurt. Um, but yes, you can definitely go out and buy off of a website. You just sign up. There's no fee, no nothing, nothing to <laughs> Sorry, nothing to uh, to commit to other than your name and email address, and you can buy a note. Oh boy! Now you're you're talking about one-offs, and I'd like to cover that for a second. We're sure part of the reason we've been successful is we can buy in volume. I mean, we've Correct. been out working with our investors, and for those of you who don't know, we do work with we have a, a lot of investor partners that have come to us, and we've developed a relationship with them over time. We use in some cases their capital to invest in these notes along with some of our, our other projects that we're working on. So if these yep. type of things interest you, by all means, schedule some time, sit down with me and we'll have a conversation about that. If something like that interests you, that's not the reason why we're here today, of course, but getting back to the one-offs, I think a lot of the reason why we've been successful is that we're not buying the one-offs. We're buying a, a larger chunks. However, you, I know you have been instrumental in building that relationship with those asset managers so we can Absolutely. kind of cherry pick them. Absolutely, and it is important. Um, it, it has taken quite a while because understand that a lot of these banks are regional banks and a lot of the asset managers and the brokers are contacted by, by people that don't know the note business and they say, I wanna buy some notes. 
and then they don't perform. And that has now wasted that asset manager's time. So it's really been key for us and our team, Tyler, to establish the relationships with those individuals, with those asset managers, with those banks and brokers. And when we say we're going to do something, we actually do it. We execute. And uh, that's been key and instrumental. We have um, developed those relationships so well, as a matter of fact, that these, uh, anytime there's a, there's a new list, it's called a tape, but anytime there's a new tape that comes out, uh, these asset managers are giving us first crack at it because they know that we are actually performers, um, that we, when we say we're going to buy something, we actually are going to buy it and do. And uh, it's been greatly successful for us. Well, and that's, I think that a lot of the ties back to our ability to always follow, follow through. We are kind of, Absolutely. you know, I, I'll admit we're pretty strict, uh, stringent on who we do business with as far as on the investor side. We don't just take people off the street. We take the time to develop a relationship and make sure that they have an ability to, uh, to, to perform because that our ability to perform depends on their ability to, to perform. And we don't want to go down the road of non-performance. That's just not an option Absolutely, uh, by any means. But I want to kind of cover the, the 10,000 yard view of the process. In other words, investor okay. comes in, uh, like, okay, let's talk about last week. Investor came in, they, they put, I think it was right around a hundred thousand commitment. Mm-hmm to come in and do a series of notes. So let's run through a hypothetical scenario of how the process works. So to answer your question, um, the investor has has signed a, a capital commitment letter for $100,000 was your, your example. Uh, we then have target notes, and I, that's another discussion we will, we will go through later, but we have our target notes. We contact the asset manager, um, and the asset manager will then provide us what's with what's called the electronic collateral file. So we do due diligence, due diligence, we target the notes, we make the offer, the offer is accepted, then we do more due diligence, <laughs> yeah. um, which is great, again, you know, because there's nothing more important than, than our investors' money. And, um, you know, for me and for you, I know that it's imperative that we protect that uh, when, we're, when we're working with other people's money. It's just hugely important to both of us, I know. So um, so once we get the electronic collateral file, we make sure that everything is in order, um, that all of the different assignments and allonges are in order, and that's just basically the chain of title of that particular note or mortgage. Um, that's another discussion we can have later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we make sure that all of those are in place, and once we have that, um, we then will sign the purchase agreement, and we will purchase the note or notes, as the case may be. Then we will take that file, and we will transfer it to what's a, a debt service collection company. Um, we don't directly deal with the borrowers, one-on-one, uh, -on -one, and that protects us for a number of reasons. Uh, you need to be a licensed debt collector in order to, co to contact a borrower. Um, and so we hire a company to do that for us, and we go through the various different steps of contacting the borrower, finding out, do you want to stay in the home? If they don't want to stay in the home, if they want to just transfer the, the title to the property to us, what's called a deed in lieu of foreclosure, so they don't have a foreclosure on their record. Um, oftentimes, they will have somebody that's willing to buy the property, but it's for less than the amount that they owe. It's also known as a short sale. Um, and we can make a decision based on, you know, the offer price there. 
Um, or we can get them to reperform and work with them and get them to stay in their home. And ultimately, that is that is our goal. And I want to point out, you know, one of the things I like about the arrangement, the way we have things set up, is that when we get the initial due diligence before we're making a purchase on the note, we sit down as a team and, and decide what notes we're going to do and what notes we're not going to do based on the risk and have that conversation after we've had a good conversation with our investor to make sure that this note in, lies in line with, with their risk management or what they're willing to accept as far as risk. And I think that's an important part of the piece. Absolutely. But I got to say, Absolutely. I want to tell a story. Actually, okay. I, I need you to tell a story because I don't remember all the particulars, but oh, I'm going to start you off Oh, I know what story with... you want to talk about. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm going to say Chicago duplex. <laughs> yes. Yes. Go okay. ahead. <laughs> so the Chicago duplex, um, due diligence, due diligence, due diligence. Amen, sister. <laughs> yes. Okay. So this was a fantastic note. Let me say this again. It was a fantastic note. It's one of those gems that get hidden in a bunch of stones. And we, as you know, Tyler, we're very excited about this one. We did our initial set of free due diligence. Um, everything looked great. We got the electronic um, collateral file. And we also ordered what's called an O&E report, which is an owner and encumbrance re report. Now, that will typically, um, that report is typically uh, 35 to 40 pages. Um, this one came in at 130 pages, Say which was again. our immediate red flag. <laughs> 135 pages, like, yeah. Yeah. The so slider we knew. bar on the PDF was so small, I had to, like, get out a magnifying glass to see it. I know, I know. So true, so true. So we knew that there was a problem with the file because a typical file will not have 135 pages. So um, we dove a little deeper, and apparently the borrower had been in foreclosure. Now, Illinois is a judicial foreclosure state, so any foreclosure needs to be approved by a judge. Uh, in California, we are a non-judicial foreclosure state, so it's uh, any kind of foreclosure is just conducted through a trustee. So in Illinois... This lady had been in foreclosure for five years, five years. She threw everything she could at the court. She represented herself in court. Um, and let's just say that a lot of her filings, not only with the court, but through the county, uh, through Cook County Recorder's Office, let us know that she perhaps was a bit mentally unstable and that there was no way <laughs> that we were going to get her to move out of that house. And there, we just decided between us, you and myself, and, and the investor we were working with at the time, um, that it just was not going to – the profit potential, even though it was excessive – um, was just not worth the amount of time and headache this particular note was going to cause us. And so we, we had to move on from it, which was unfortunate because it was just an amazing note and on an amazing property. I got to say, um, though, I got to say, I hate to interrupt you, but I was no, so impressed by her wherewithal. To the, I, the owners. I thought, you are my hero as far as it was like, it was like Perry Mason had that mortgage. You're, you're I, right. And, but 
there was something in there about the 1800s. They went, she had paperwork that went back to the 1800s or 1700s? She, she did. She actually found the deed. She was able to get the deed from the original deed from the United States of America for that particular plot of land, which in and of itself is terribly impressive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And it was quite a beautiful document, I will say. I mean, with the with the writing in and of itself, they don't do that like them like that anymore. It was beautiful, um, but again, she she was determined. She was determined. I thought that was awesome. See, I didn't want to buy that note just because. Well, I didn't want to buy the note obviously because I didn't think we'd ever successfully foreclose. Because she's obviously <laughs> a professional um, mortgage signer. But I, I that would be hilarious to follow that. You let the media know that and just have them follow that one because. Kudos to the, I'm a, I'm a big advocate of the little guy, and I say kudos to the little guy for taking on the big, ugly banks and just beating the living bejesus out of them. I think that's awesome. Absolutely. I think, it, I think it's great. Absolutely. And I don't want to take part <laughs> in it. I'm sure not going to pick up the the uh, ball where the bank left off, that's for sure. I don't want to be that guy, but um, <laughs> I found it highly entertaining, so I think it was pretty cool. So, it, it was, and I will say that every file that we get is different, which is another thing that makes me so excited about node investing is that that we really get to look into, we get, have a different perspective on people and their lives, and, and it's really satisfying when we can ter- take that file that has just this such hardship and these people are just so down and out, and we can turn it around and, and help them and then make money doing it. There's just nothing better than that. No, there really me. isn't. Make <laughs> make a difference and make cash flow. It's like bonus, bonus, bonus. Absolutely. Anything Absolutely. else you want to wrap win, up with here before we uh, sign off? And I know, folks, that we've got a lot. We you know we talked about a lot today, and we're going to have Paige back again. I know you all be beating up my email inbox here, wanting her back again. But anything you want to add, Paige, before we sign off today? Um, no, just that it's been such a pleasure, and I really look forward to, to coming on the show more often, Tyler, and, and talking about notes and answering people's questions. Certainly, you can reach me through cashflowchick.com uh, and uh, send me an email through, through the site, and I'm more than happy to, to pick up the phone and answer questions and talk to you all day long about notes. There you go. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And folks, I want to thank you guys for taking the time today to listen to us, and we hope that you found some value in what you learned today. I hope that your takeaway was when you're getting out there and you're doing alternative investments of any kind, well, any investment of any kind, that you take the time to do your due diligence. That's critical to your success. You absolutely have to take the time to do that due diligence. Now, if you get stuck on a problem, you need help. You've got your retirement plan and you don't know what to do with it. You're not you're unsure of what is a good deal and what's not a good deal. You need help figuring out how to learn what is a good deal. Reach out to me. There's absolutely no cost. 30-minute consultation, I'll go over with you, help you give some pointers, get you in the right direction. That is my gift to you. Go to cashflowguys.com forward slash ask Tyler. Forward slash ask Tyler. Thanks for joining me, folks. I really appreciate you taking the time today, and we'll see you next week. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.